plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast on this 30th of May in the year 2017, a Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining us. I am John B. from gangreennation.com. If you enjoy this show, please consider subscribing to it. It is available on both iTunes and Audioboom. And give it a good rating if you'd be so kind. I hope you had a nice long weekend if you did indeed have a long weekend. Um, we are back. It is Tuesday. Um, and I hope you found a way to honor those that we remembered over the weekend. Um, you know, in the last few years, it's kind of come into vogue to remind people that Memorial Day is a day to remember those that we've lost. And people will say that it's not, you know, the Veterans Day is the day you thank the troops. But I've always felt like you should do both, not just on Memorial Day not just on Veterans Day, but every day. I feel like we should remember those who fought for our freedom and those who gave their lives for our freedom to allow us to do what we love to do each day. So I'd like to say thank you to those of you who serve currently, who served in the past, and thank you to those who have given the ultimate, who have given the ultimate sacrifice and those your, your loved ones. Just a small thank you, and I also think that just saying these things isn't enough. So I hope I encourage you to find a way to really give back. Um, that's uh, you know, something I think we should all try and do. Not just on Memorial Day, not just on Veterans Day, but every day. Don't just you know post some something on Facebook, well, that's lovely. We, we should all find a way to actively give back and actively make our world better and thank those who have given so much for us. So that's what I have to say uh, on that topic. Um, today I'd like to talk a little bit about a subject which is really down in the weeds, but that's what this podcast is all about. I mean, we do it five days a week. We're in the off-season. It's, it's a topic that's been on my mind quite a bit, and... It's you know I've been going back and forth over the last couple weeks and even months about whether we should dedicate an entire show to it, but I actually think it's it's worth discussing because it's a topic that doesn't get discussed much, and it's a guy on the field you don't really notice until he does something wrong, and that's that's true of a lot of positions, but it's especially true of this spot, and that is the spot of long snapper, and it's the that's the guy who. Gets the ball to the punter. He gets the ball to the to the holder for field goals. He's a guy who is only on the field a handful of times each game, and you don't really notice him if he does his job. Really, the only time you notice him is when he's done something wrong. And you think about long snappers. The guy most people associate with long snappers is Trey Junkin, a guy who had a long and wonderful career, and nobody really knew him until the last game of his career where he was with the Giants in the playoff game in 0-2 against the 49ers, and he had a couple bad long snaps, including one on a field goal attempt that would have won the game. So this is just a position that doesn't get a lot of glory, and because you don't get credit for 
when you do your job effectively. You only get blamed when you do it ineffectively. The Jets have had a long snapper for the last seven years, Tanner Purdom, and before him they had James Durth, who was also with the team for a long time. And every now and then I get a question from somebody, or somebody makes a suggestion that it's a waste of a roster spot to just dedicate it to a long snapper. Because you only get 53 spots. So the question is, why can't you give a guy who can long snap and do other things? And it's always been kind of a thought-provoking topic to me because if you think about it, long snappers are not necessarily that highly sought after. They don't really get many big contracts. Your typical long snapper is probably going to make under a million dollars. He's going to be a guy who's going to be you know, relatively close to the league minimum in terms of salary. You know, you look at um, what the Jets have paid their long snapper through the years. It's you're typically not a very highly paid guy. He's a guy who makes not a whole lot of money. And it's also not a position where guys are drafted a whole lot. You see it every now and then. Pittsburgh recently drafted a long snapper. A couple of years ago, the, Pats, the Patriots drafted a long snapper in the fifth round, and it was actually a pretty big deal. Um, it was actually fairly well remembered that he was a fifth round pick, and it was it was viewed as, as an exceptionally high pick at the position. And that shows you, again, a lot about the position. The fact a fifth round pick is viewed as a, a shockingly high pick. I mean, there aren't a lot of positions where fifth round says, "Wow, that's really high." But it's an important position, and uh, you know, over the course of the offseason the Jets have signed a few long snappers and parted ways with a few long snappers and there was actually a point where they had three long snappers on the roster and I was very excited about hashtag long snapper camp battle because I was excited three of the three-way camp battle at long snapper but they've parted ways with some players and my guess is going to be that Purdom will remain the long snapper for this football team and which brings about the question, why? And that's the question I set out to answer today, because I do think there are some good reasons that the Jets and other teams view it as a specialist spot. Um, and I don't think it's a waste of a roster spot. Yeah, it, I understand what you're saying, is that you have versati- if you have versatility, that can be a good thing in a number of areas. And you look at this guy who doesn't get on the field for many snaps, and you may wonder... Well, why are you paying this guy? Why can't you pay somebody who can long snap and do other stuff? And I guess the answer I've come to through research, through studying, through talking with a few people is just it's every bit as much of a specialist spot as kicker or punter. And that's that's a conclusion I've come to. And I'm I'm one who gets kind of skeptical when I hear something, you know, just because the team is doing it that way doesn't always mean that there's a good reason for it. But I've actually come to feel like the long snapper spot is an important spot on the team. And the first reason I would say that is, you know, people, a lot of people I've spoken with have mentioned to me that the similarities between playing center and playing long snapper, but those are two very different um, roles. When you're the center, you are snapping the football the way the long snapper is, but it's a much more... uh, it's a much different role. You're long snap as a center. You're typically snapping with, you know, in many cases, you're snapping with one hand, and you're trying to deliver the ball softly to the quarterback. You just want to make sure the the exchange is clean. Long snapper, you have kind of have to 
you you, you kind of have to hit your target um, because you're working in tandem with other specialists, either the punter or both the holder and the kicker if it's a field goal attempt. And you're kind of working in a way to get these kickers into rhythm because if the, the kicking is not the same, I'm not going to say it's the same as swinging a golf club, but there are similarities is that if your golf, golf swing gets out of rhythm, you're going to mess everything up and you, timing is really important. So you want to have, make sure your rhythm is correct. And that requires a lot of accuracy because, you know, these, these guys are going to be seven to 10 yards away. The guys you're trying to snap the ball to. So you have to get it down. You have to get it down just right. And there are some punters who, it, dep- it depends on where your punter likes to receive the ball. Does he like to receive it low? Does he like to receive it high, like right at his face mask? Different punters have different preferences. And all of this, receiving the ball is part of their routine, is part of their swing. So it's it's different from a golf swing because you're you're essentially part of somebody else's rhythm. On, on the golf course, you're swinging the club by yourself. On the football field, the long snapper is the guy who gets the whole process started and you, you can't have him going out of rhythm. You, you, there's a set routine you have as a kicker. And this is something I've, I've kind of learned through the years. So you want the ball to be in the right spot. You don't want to force the guy to reach somewhere he's not comfortable because then you throw his rhythm off and then you know, he's got to pretty much start himself from a completely stopped position and get the kick the ball. And in many cases you'll see if it, it's, a snap is off target the kick will be in the wrong direction, and you know that also goes with uh, that also goes when it comes to field goals as well. You don't want to force the long snapper to adjust. I'm sorry, you don't want to force the holder to adjust to your snap because the kicker's already begun his approach to the ball, and that's essentially like stopping your golf club mid swing and then having to continue because you can't step away from the ball like you might be able to golf, which you know you can't just step away. Um, you have to continue because the ball is in play once it snaps so the other team's going to block it if the kicker goes back to his original spot and starts approaching the ball again so you've you've probably seen it and actually the Jets have a new kicker Chandler Cantazaro who struggled last year with Arizona and if, I don't know how many games you saw of Arizona but I, I caught him quite frequently I was actually kind of surprised how many Arizona games I watched last year just because they happened to be on when I was watching the games and it's if you know, if you question the importance of a long snapper, I, I suggest you watch some Arizona Cardinals games last year because just from my memory, I didn't, I haven't done a ton of research, but I just remember thinking how how much that impacted their kicking game, their their long snapping situation, which was not very good, because you, you throw again, you throw a guy off target, you know, you don't put the right number of uh, revolutions on the football, you know, there there have to be. Typically, as a long snapper, especially on a field goal attempt, you need the ball to rotate a certain number of times because the holder needs to get it in a spot where he can get the laces to the right the right part. And you know, it's kind of going into lore that you want you know you want the laces out. It's, got, it's become a kind of a thing in pop culture over the last couple of decades because it's been in a, a movie or two. I know, you know Ace Ventura famously, and I, I, I remember a couple other things that. Uh, reference the uh, the idea that the kicker wants the laces out, but it, so that's important though. You you got to get the football to the holder in a way that he's going to be able to put the laces out in the requisite amount of time to not throw the kicker's rhythm off. So these things are 
these things are actually pretty important and it's you know it's a little tricky to describe just us chatting you know between ourselves but i've really come to appreciate the value of the long snapper and while it is not a position that gets a lot of pay neither is kicker neither is punter but these are specialized spots these are positions where guys work very hard to do one thing effectively and it has a very it has a big impact on your team the way that the way a good kicker can the way a good punter can the way a bad kicker can the way a bad punter can and the jets have been very fortunate these last 7 years and you know like i said it's not a position where you're going to get paid a lot of money um it's a, not a position where it's necessarily difficult to find a quality guy the same thing can be said of kicker i mean you know there are lots of kicker every year you see some team find some kicker sign some kicker in season off the scrap heap and the guy does an effective job and you you know Purdom the Jets found from a college called Baker College which I don't even think is an NCAA school I think it's an NAIA school so it's a really you know really down there in the weeds kind of school so it's not necessarily hard to find a guy but it's important and there was a great article that on the Monday morning Sports Illustrated's Monday morning quarterback website around the time of the Super Bowl uh, that talked about a long snapper the Patriots signed in season in 2003. Um, it was about a guy, Brian Kinchin, who really struggled, and they talked about how it, it was really, you know, it was really rough for the Patriots, and they, they were very nervous heading into that Super Bowl, heading in because he was just struggling to get that, find that right rhythm where you know, put the ball consistently in the right spot the right timing and they mentioned how it takes a training camp to get everything down and when chemistry is that important i think you, you come to the final reason why it's a specialist spot is you don't necessarily want your long snapper playing downs from scrimmage because then the odds of injury go up and then he gets hurt and then who do you have go in you, know, you don't want to lose that guy so this that's anyway. Those are my thoughts on the long snap. I don't know whether you find the long snapper interesting, but uh, it's something I've been thinking about discussing. And I, I, you know, I'm thinking, is this really an interesting enough topic to have a full podcast on? And then I got to today, and I was like, you know what? I think it is. And I think the point in all of this is show you know show some love for, for Tanner Purdom because Purdom's a guy who's done his job very effectively for a long time for the Jets. So. I'd like to tip my cap to him. You know, it's been a rough stretch for the Jets, not just this last year, but you know, it's been a rough stretch for a long time for this team. And there haven't been a lot of good things, and there haven't been a lot of consistently good things. But Tanner Purdom has been, and he's a guy who doesn't, you know, you don't hear his name a lot. But I'd like to mention him today. So I did, and that is our show. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast. I'm John B. from GangreenNation.com. Subscribe to the show. It's available on iTunes and Audio Boom. And if you'd be so kind, give it a good rating. Until next time, hope you have a great day. Take care, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.